As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you'd do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Well, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I've been a bit of a mess lately, which means I didn't really make any New Year's resolutions. Instead, I've been just trying to build momentum and slowly start cultivating a better, more conscious relationship with myself. And even though we're a week into the year already, I find myself piggybacking and stealing some of my friends' resolutions since they already did the work for me. And one of those was through doing the artist way, I want to complete some of the projects I've been putting off for so long. 
I've got several new hobbies packed and ready for my experimentation, but I've not been brave enough to finish the projects or even begin some of them. And this year, once a month, I want to find the joy in actually finishing one of them. I want to seek out the things that make me excited and find ways to re-motivate me through watching videos or seeing completed ones or doing whatever really got me into the zone of wanting to shop for that shit in the first place. At this point, it's getting more convincing that I like shopping more than I like doing hobbies, but in an effort to not only make use of the money I've already spent and also finish the shit I've been putting off for so long, I mostly just want to nourish my relationship with art, with creating for fun, with the idea that I can fuck with something and make something else out of it, that I can create something out of nothing, that I can make a blank canvas, a very colorful, chaotic one if I want, or an orderly one with perfect lines that I measured with a ruler. The point is, being a creative as a career and as a person has blurred the lines a bit between the joyful parts and the parts that I'm forced to do to survive. And it's tricky, because now I actually do enjoy my work, and I mean a lot more than I would like any traditional job. But work is still work. Even when you get to play, even when you get to have fun, it is still labor. And when I was having fun at work, I decided I needed to have less fun at home, or I had less time for fun at home. But that guilt felt especially trepidatious when my work wasn't completed yet or finished, because I I find myself falling into the trap of feeling guilty that I haven't done more work, that I could always do more work, and if I'm having fun instead of doing work, then that is a telltale sign that I, as a human, am a failure and need to stop having fun until I focus on what needs to be focused on. And so far, that strategy has not been working, despite employing it since I was like 15 years old. So this year, I am centering joy. Not saying that all tasks are going to be joyful or that I won't do something if it isn't. It's more to say that I'm not going to guilt myself for feeling joy or infusing joy into places that it belongs. I'm not going to guilt myself when I choose joy over labor in the moment. As long as the essential labor gets done, I really got to stop guilting myself for when and how it does. Because the shame and the guilt are what stops me. It's what stagnates me. It's what keeps me from moving forward and getting shit done at all, be it joyous or laborious, right? And don't get me wrong, it's only been a few days of infusing more joy, but already I found myself waking up a lot earlier because I wanted to finish the project. I didn't finish staying up too late last night. And yes, I have the privilege to adjust my sleep schedule for certain crafts and hobbies. And I have the privilege of infusing my own sense of joy and purpose into my work because I'm a photographer and a podcaster. But I truly believe that no matter what your job is, there are ways you can make showing up for it more joyous, and by putting joy at the forefront, it will make the labor seem secondary. And this actually reminds me of a quote I found on Instagram from at self-experimenting, who basically says, people are intellectualizing their feelings more because they're creating art less. Shit happens to everyone in life, yet we're expected to just move through the feelings without actually moving through the feelings. Most of us repress or ignore them, because when you do think about them, 
it's all negative and disappointing and heavy and filled with shame and regret. And that's because we've all become amateur psychologists and have thought about thinking too much. Most of us are really good at identifying why we think the way we do and why we are the way we are, yet we still can't get control of it. I know that's the case for me. I'm first to call myself out on my bullshit, but that doesn't mean I can fix it. Don't get me wrong, self-awareness is underrated and not enough people use it. But if I'm honest, a lot of us overuse it. We over-intellectualize and we under-feel. We spend so much time overthinking that we don't have time to act or work through. So if you spend all your time psychoanalyzing yourself and the world around you and figuring out why you're thinking what you're feeling and why you're feeling what you're thinking, then obviously you're not giving those feelings time to work through your system and leave your body. You have to actually work to move through those symptoms. And this person suggests doing things like somatic shaking or dancing and body movements and being active, but more importantly, to focus on utilizing our own creativity by using the body and the mind as a team and making them collab on a project. It'll provide the space and the time for your brain to actually process the emotions that you're going through rather than just hyper fixate on them and overanalyze them. And this made a ton of sense to me personally, because I am such an over planner that I will sometimes get so into color coding and hyper fixating on the planning portion that it'll burn me out on the actual doing portion, which is a big reason I have so many half-assed projects around the house that I would love to finish and I know would be incredible. But I kind of overwork myself before I get to the joyous part of it. So start freestyling over dinner, make up a love song in the shower sit down and literally write a haiku. Or shit, get bigger and build something. Put your mind and your body to work by building a piece of furniture or learning how to weld or how to woodwork or how to blow glass or sculpt ceramics or plant a garden. Get your hands in the earth and really put your focus into growing something. The point is allowing your mind and your body space to connect through art and creativity provides a lot of freedom to ourselves not only to give us joy in the free times and the in-between times, but also allows those feelings to actually work through our bodies and through our systems, rather than stagnating and making everything feel like a drudge. It's bridging the gap in the reality that the world might be on fire, and there are moments of joy in that you might have a lot of work to do, but you can still have fun in the process, both within it and outside of it. But so many of us think of creativity as optional or something some people are gifted with. And that's simply not true. It's inherent in all of us. And some of us are better at channeling it than others, for sure. But that doesn't mean there isn't space for your form of creativity that gives you the most inner childlike wonder that you need to stop feeling like you're stagnant and circling the proverbial drain. Start with shit that made you feel good in childhood. Whether that be scribbling with crayons, humming stupid songs, or putting your hands in the dirt and making a literal mud pie. Focus on who you were as a kid and what made that inner artist forget that they had homework or bullies and just want to play. And do it for them. Nurture them. Show up for them. Your inner artist is still there. They just need a little coaxing to come back out and join the party. 
I don't know about you, but my inner artist is ready for a rager. Either way, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.